Welcome to Create Beauty Every Day, a podcast where we talk to people about how they create beauty every day. I'm Deanne Fitzpatrick, and this podcast is brought to you by HookingRugs.com, where you can get everything you need to create beautiful rugs. That's how I create beauty every day. So now, on with the show. Hi, welcome everybody. I'm Deanne Fitzpatrick, and today I'm talking to Janet Skates from Oklahoma. And Janet is a painter. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> is that your primary? Is that is that what you do all the time? Are you primarily a painter? I am. That is my full-time job, and that is primarily what I do. I, during COVID, I'm still painting, but I've done some journaling projects during COVID that uh, kind of stretched me out of my normal routine, which is always good. But um, I started, um, let's see, maybe in April, I think, when we saw we were in this for a long haul. Yeah. I started a journal project for 100 days and uh, just small journal pages, you know, five by five inches or six by six inches. And I started really using my Posca pens and Tombow markers which I hadn't uh, spent a lot of time with prior to, prior to uh, being at home. And I had a blast. There were a few days when, when I, I cursed myself. I was like, what were you thinking? A hundred days, really? Are you crazy? But I, but I loved it. I ended up creating every day a small piece, but it was different. It wasn't the paint. You know, I was using um, Craypaws, Neo Colors, and uh, Tombow markers and jelly jelly pins, and it really stretched me, and I loved it. It was uh, it was just eye opening for for my creativity. I got ideas. I played with color. So uh, primarily, I do paint, but I've been on a journaling kick now for a while. That's not a paint journal. That's just a, a marker and other tool journal, and. And that's a, a kind of a sideline, but it's been really fun. Janet, how did you come to art in the first place? I, with crayons at, yeah. at age three or four. Yeah. And that's no joke. That's yeah. where art started for me. That's where the love of art started for me as, as far back as I can remember. And, you know, it was coloring books and Crayolas and watercolors were, yeah. were the thing I started with as, as a young child, but that's where I spent hours and hours and hours. And, and that was my, it was there or outside. And, uh, and then uh, as I got older, I took an art class outside of school. Uh, it was a drawing class with charcoals and pastels. And I, I knew, you know, that was just, that was my thing. That was, <laughs> that was my thing. That was my, my go-to um but it's been art forever so you knew you were an artist even like you weren't a child who lost it who lost that art gig for a while and came back to it no no now I did other things yeah. uh, I did other things but no I never lost that and and um I'm thinking because I, we didn't call it an artist. You know what I mean? That was the last thing that you'd want to be. I think if I'd told my parents, I want to become a professional artist, <laughs> just fallen over. That's just not a real job, you know? Yeah, um, wouldn't have seen it as a real job. No, but for me, that was something I always did, even when I was doing 
uh, other, you know, other activities or other employment. Yeah. But, but yes, that's been something I've, I've just always done. What, so I'm really interested that the journaling thing brought out your creativity during COVID. Like it brought you to new places in your other art, right? Yes. And I think I, I, and I think it helped others with that too, which makes me really happy because I've gone through the COVID roller coaster of creative uh, periods, almost just crazy creative periods, you know, a week or two of just nonstop. And then a week or two of can't even put a line on paper. Right. Uh, the, 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 and I guess that's normal. Well, what's normal? I mean, you know, for me, that's what's happened. I've, I go through spurts and I'll be, I'll be feeling, oh, I'm ready to do this and this. And then the next week I can't do anything. I don't. And I, I get together um, outdoors on my porch with a friend of mine every so often. She's a brilliant painter. And I get sit down with her and found she was doing the same thing. And she's been doing basket weaving and, and, you know, taking different classes. You can't force it. I can't, I, I can't, can't force I it. Know. No, no, no. So I've, I've let go of that, uh, you know, that this is a daily thing. And now I just kind of, I have to jump on the wagon when it's ready to roll. <laughs> and right. That's it. Yeah. And the rest of the time I do something else. I, and what is That's, the something else? What do you do? Like if, so you have spots where like, I just show up and make, even if it's not good, I'll just show up and I'll make stuff. But oh yes, I have a pile of that. <laughs> 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 yes, but there's something else. Okay, so we've just rolled into winter here. Yes, uh, it's Oklahoma. just in Oklahoma. Yeah, we're just kind of getting into the winter season. Um, and I, I don't do the cold. Like I'll take my daily walk, but that's it. I, oh, it's windy here. It's the wind. Oh, yeah. But the rest of the year I garden. I love to garden. I garden a lot. And um, so that for me is, that's inspiration for painting. Um, and so I'm either gardening, I'm reading. I love to read um, all kinds of books, all kinds of books. And so I read and uh, we're we're uh, big squirrel and bird feeder people. Okay, <laughs> so yeah. half our family budget goes to bird seed and squirrel food here. It's hilarious. Um, and and my cats. So yeah, I'm either reading, gardening, or um, or painting. Yeah, and of course now I'm rugging. You've got me oh, rugging rugs now. Oh great! Yes. Oh, oh my gosh. So well, and I crocheted before, and I I do crochet some, but. I've never hooked rugs until now and oh, I great. love it. Oh, good. love I'm it. Glad. So tell me this, do you ever get any inspiration for your art from reading? Yes. Oh, oh, so yes. Well, and all kinds of books too. So I've been reading, of course you sent me your brilliant book. So I've been reading that, but I've also like, I read, um, inspirational books. Mm -hmm. I'm reading, and I don't know how to say her name. I'm, I'm hesitant to even try, but I think it's Edith Uger. Okay. Uger. I can't remember, but anyhow, she's I'm just written a, uh, U-G-E-R okay. and she's written the choice and the gift. 
Okay. about her survival in Auschwitz and then the years since and all the work she's done in the world since then it's just incredible and inspiring and then I'm reading a a, a fiction series that's based in a kind of World War II era in Great Britain so that's inspiring too because just colors and descriptions and places I read about um I get inspired by by all of that. And sometimes I'll jump up and go paint, you know, just, yeah, from, yeah, just boom, it's there. And I go and follow that, uh, that inspiration. So that, that helps me a lot. Nature, of course, does too. And I know nature is a huge part of your inspiration and your work too. It is for sure. Reading, reading is too, I'd have to say, like, I don't know if it's a direct, I can't say it's really direct but it's right i don't know it's what sort of settles me down and calms me down and and brings me especially when i'm reading nonfiction. it makes me think and makes me think about ideas yeah yes yeah yes what what would you say are the central themes of your work well <laughs> that's a good question um no i think I think floral is a huge theme in my work. Yes. Um, because I'm inspired by florals. I owned a floral shop oh. uh, and studied floral in uh, the Netherlands. So floral is a huge, a huge part of my work. Um, abstract floral and then some are, are a bit more um, realistic. But I find in my journal work and in my paintings, I, I love to do florals. I enjoy them. Um, and there are people who, who love the florals and people who love the abstract. And, yeah. and they're, they're, very, <laughs> they're very different groups of people. It's fun, it's fun to see. And some crossover, of course, but it's, it's fun to see that people, they go to one corner or the other a lot of times. And the abstract, um, you know, my dad said to me, I, I've painted some figurative work and I've done uh, some animals over the years that some of them I, I really, I enjoy and I love. I haven't done any of that in quite some time. And my dad's always like, you need to paint more animals. I love the animals. He's not an abstract fan, but he loves the animals. But I I love the abstract. That's, that's one of my... Um, I don't know. It's like a different language to me. If if paintings were language, I'm sorry. It's a great way of explaining it. Yes, it's like different languages. Um, the abstract for me is a way to say something in color and texture that I couldn't say otherwise. It's it is. It's like a different language. So that's that's one of my main one of my main themes for sure. And I love doing the animals and, and I've done a, a few portraits over the years, you know. Mm -hmm. So I may get the urge to go back and explore that some more. Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of, I'm kind of in a transition right now. I think um, that happens regardless of, of where we're at in the world. I go through phases where my color choices change or my, um, I don't really change mediums. I, I, I gravitate toward acrylic. Um, years ago, I painted in oils and 
then I switched to acrylics. I didn't like acrylics years ago. They were kind of muddy colors. They were all a little grayed down. I couldn't get the vibrance that I found in oil. And, and now that's not true anymore. Oil, uh, acrylic paints are just amazing, pigmented uh, like never before. And so I, I gravitate toward the acrylic paints and I use some you know other little tools and things like that with them. But um, um, that's where I, that's my main thing. So I lost my train of thought there. <laughs> When I, I was looking over the nights and I was thinking and I started rambling. Imagine. Okay. When I think of you and I think about your work, I think hot pink. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And you know, hot pink, you love hot pink. I love pink. And my, my absolute favorite color in the world is pomegranate. Oh. I, I, a literally a pomegranate, you know, to, I can cut up. I love pomegranate to eat them as well and cut open a pomegranate and I'm just like, oh, you know, it's just, it's just amazing to me. But pinks of all pinks and reds, you know, of all shades, magenta and, and fuchsia. Um, and, you know, we went through that thing, we as a collective group on Instagram, I guess I should say, but we went through that thing and, and people used to post on Instagram, do something without pink, you know, sans pink, get away from the pink. And I'm like, you know, you're, you're with the wrong person here. If you, I love pink. I can put pink in anything. <laughs> what, what makes it so easy for you to stay true to yourself? Like what makes it, because I think that's really part of developing style is staying true to yourself, right? You hit the nail on the head. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What makes that, it, it seems like, it seems like you can't do any else do you know what I mean like but stay true to yourself so what I is know. that about you that makes you like that I know exactly what you mean well if you've ever tried it um if you've ever tried to do other things then you'll know what I'm talking about but if you get if you get into something and you're trying to um I guess emulate another style mm-hmm for whatever reason. And I say this having tried to do commissions before. Right. That, oh my goodness, I do very few commissions now. Um, I'm very selective about my commission work because I got myself into jams a couple of times trying to paint with certain palettes. Um, people wanted my work, but they wanted it with with their guidance and not just in the color choices, but you know, the, the marks and the areas. And when you get to a point where someone's trying to direct what you're doing and it wasn't what I was doing, you know, it wasn't my style. Yeah. You'll know then that, that you're out of your, you're out of your, um, I hate to say comfort zone because that's not really what I'm trying to say, but but you're trying to do something that's not intuitive, that's not true to yourself. Mm -hmm. And, and so I know, I, I, oh gosh, I know when I'm working, if I start to go in a direction that, that I'm trying to people please mm -hmm. for lack of a better phrase, but yeah. something, you know, I've seen artists go off on, on legs where, you know, I know their work and I can look at, they'll do a whole, uh, get into a whole series of stuff that, that doesn't look anything like them. Right. And, and I can see that and that's, and they come back, they come back. We've all done it for different, you know, um, 
it's sort of like the difference between like exploring, which is good. I think that's good, like to go in different directions and just sort of mm-hmm. you know, because we're all influenced. We can't help. Mm-hmm. That's right. But and but then I think sometimes all of a sudden you find like it's like you're leaving your innate wisdom behind because uh, yes. there's wisdom in what you do and the way you do it. I I wisdom is a funny word for it, but I think it is kind of a it's kind of a, almost like a physical wisdom. Do you know what, yes. what I mean? Like yes. responsiveness. I know exactly what you mean. I'll tell you what, what hit me. This just dawned on me. Um, or not dawned on me, but I just thought about it. So during the, the last months, I when I was kind of in my creative rut, you know, times going through this, I signed up for several classes, like lots yeah. of classes. And so during some of these classes, I was just picking up bits in here and doing this, you know, I didn't necessarily go from start to finish. I was just kind of trying to feel my way through. And some of them were just, oh, ridiculously inspiring. And that was fabulous. But there were a few where people, and this was on YouTube as well, not just classes, but there were people that would say, oh, never do this. Mm -hmm. Never, never put this color uh, directly on the canvas without uh, watering it down or, or, you know, adjusting it some bit. Or someone would say, you know, you must always do this when you approach this. You must always do this. Don't ever do this. Don't do that. <laughs> I would, would go through the, the class, you know, and I'm, and I'm remembering this, like it's stuck in my head. I, I'm, I'm a rule follower in that sense. And I was sitting there and I was like, okay, don't do that. Well, I would always do that. Like when I paint, I always do this. Yeah. I, 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 I know the rules to break the rules, but I was like, okay, well, I, you know, I must try this. And I found myself questioning myself when I went back to my own work. I was like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this in my work. They said, never do this. I, maybe I shouldn't do this. Well, I, I started second guessing my own process and 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 my own you know my own way of doing things and I went okay I got to get back in alignment here with myself um I understand that because when your values are true like I have certain I have certain values I have values about what I believe is important in life Mm -hmm. about faith all kinds of things and Mm -hmm. when and I and I don't mean that I don't want to hear from other people I'm happy to hear from other people, but I don't, what I do mean is I, I don't like, um, trying to integrate those into, you know, those words into my life. You know, I I had an experience recently where exactly like you, I'm there. I am. I'm, I'm listening, listening. And it's, it's just not like feeling right. You know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just have to sort of say, okay, that's, that's not for me. You know, I don't want to go there because I, I know, I know what's important to me and it's the same work. You know what I mean? Like, I know exactly. And you, you said something else there that was just so full of wisdom is that you have to know when to say, all right, enough, because our creativity and our confidence in our creativity has to be protected at all costs whether it's whether it and at the time 
you know, we have to shun lots of remarks off of social media and things like that. You know, yeah. you get that all the time. But at the time that you can't let that go anymore, then you need to walk away from whatever it is that's threatening, you know, to poison your creative energy. We have to protect that. It's, it is, um, it's, it's integral to our beings, to our, our soul work, whatever you want to call it, you know, whatever, whatever, um, however you put that in terms, that's central to our our well-being and our gift to the world. I mean, this is serious business. This is this is my legacy. This is my gift to the world. This is my purpose. Mm-hmm. And if something threatens my purpose, then then it's time for me to uh, expel that, whatever, uh, get rid of it, distance, uh, whatever, walk yeah. away from it. No. Yes, keep, yes. Keep your distance, sift it, or take yes. it with a grain of salt. Whatever you know. Yes. Yeah, we have to, I know. So like as much as I think it's our job to seek inspiration, it's mm-hmm. also our job to filter it. That's right. Oh, you you are so right there. Because, and especially, um, here's just a random example, but especially just like uh, decorating. Okay, yeah. so, so decorator people, <laughs> I am not a decorator at all. So, but decorators you know if you watch or fashion what have you they go through trends okay so there's a color of the year and and you watch and though there will be artwork and everything else that comes out with this color everything's going to be this color but next year they're going to want a different color right next year it's going to be a different palette and so you're on the these you know the whims of of fashion or or decorating and what have you so there are people that that follow this and cater to this and which is fine but for me artwork does not um follow a trend there is no trend i don't paint to match people's homes Mm -hmm. i don't paint to match the current decorating style um because for me artwork and there's some saying out there you know art isn't supposed to match your decor it's supposed to speak to you know what have you and I believe that's so true because um that's another thing that could influence us and cause us to reject what what our true work is and you know reject our our choice and work and and that's something we have to really be aware of, I think. And, and that goes into finding your style too. I, I get that question so much. How do you get your style? How do you get your style? And I always tell people, you've got to work, 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 and work. You've got to paint or whatever it is you're doing, whether you're hooking rugs or painting or what have you, you've got to do so much of it so that you get to a point where you're listening to your own direction and your own voice, what color goes next? What line do I want here? What do I want to do here? And you can get guidance up to a point, but you will finally make enough ugly art. Yeah, yeah. But you'll know what you want to do and you'll make your own art. And that's how you develop your own style and, and by the time you get to that place, you're going to want to protect your own style at all costs because uh, that's, you know, that's you. That's your voice. 
There's nothing else like it in the world. Yeah. And it's all you got. That's all you got. That's it's absolutely got. right. That's yeah. absolutely right. I love what you said about, you know, you have about protecting yourself. I think that's really good advice. You know, that once, once you develop your style, because artists, like one of the things that happens with artists is they work and work and work and work to develop their style because that's the only way we really know how to do it. Some people are born with some innate style, but even those, the style really only, you know, it really only formulates when they work, right? That's right. Uh, but, uh, and then when they develop the style, the first criticism that will come is all their work looks alike. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. It's yeah. really and, funny. And I have, I have seen, I'm amazed at some of the comments that I read on social media. I mean, I laugh. They, they used to, I would take some of them, you know, way too personally. Yeah. And, and now I don't at all. Now I don't care um, at all. But the, the comments, you know, my three-year-old could do this. Well, the, then, okay, go, go play with your three-year-old. Get off his <laughs> Or, or um, all your work looks alike. Now, I like to hear the comment now, because it took years and years, you know, to get to that point where people will say, oh my gosh, I saw this somewhere and I knew it was you immediately. Yeah. They saw it in someone's house or they saw it on TV or they saw it on, on a restaurant or something, or they yeah. saw it on the feed, you know, somebody had copied or, or not copied, uh, what do you call it? Tagged. Yeah. Somebody yeah. had tagged and I, I knew it was you right away. And, and I love that because that means somehow they've identified me with, with a piece. Um, but yes, there's, it's, but there's always going to be somebody to criticize whatever you do. I yeah. mean, critics are a dime a dozen. Yeah. You just got to go at it. I'm That's right. really happy to talk to you today. Before we go, I'd just like to ask you, how did, how did you uh, develop your Instagram and start selling your work? How did all that happen? Hmm. Okay, well, first I started selling work and I was selling work before Instagram was even out there. Yeah. Um, and that's how I, I got started. I've, over the years, I've done pieces for friends and I've done you know different things over the years, but never a concentrated effort on really developing an art business. And so several years ago, I, I started painting more and more and I had friends commission pieces. And that's what started it because I was like, okay, you really actually want to pay for, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. this and, and what have you. And I was painting and things and, and um, gave away a lot of stuff and, and painted different things. But then I started showing in a local restaurant that a friend of mine owns a, a wonderful uh, chain of rest or chain, local chain of restaurants and started showing artwork in there and selling artwork and more and more. And then I opened up a studio and, and I was, that is, that became my business. And then Instagram came along and I was like, this is really cool <laughs> because this is a way to reach people. Uh, you know, I didn't realize at that time, reach people all over the world. And so I set out and decided, okay, I'm going to figure this out. And that's kind of how I approach everything. Mm -hmm. Like my first thing to do when I'm presented with a challenge is buy a book. 
yeah. gotta buy a book. Gotta That's buy a me. Book. Yeah. Research and buy a book. Buy a book. On and I, there wasn't a book on Instagram, but I found you know things and and I made sticky notes of okay, I want a thousand followers. So I had one, two, three, four, five, up to ten thousand. And those, that was my goal. They were sticky notes up on my wall. And I started with 273 people, I remember. And I knocked out those goals. And then I was like, oh, wow. Okay, so my next goal is going to be like 20,000. Yeah. Like, okay, here I go. And I put that goal up and I was like, wow, okay. And and I don't remember when I, I really stopped with the, the, the number goals because it got way past the number game. At, at that point, I was just like, oh, my goodness, I'm interacting with people all over the world. Right. And, and so that's how I did it. Now, as far as developing your Instagram, if someone is out there trying to do that, I think the biggest thing is uh, consistency. Mm -hmm. You need to post consistently, um, whatever that is for you, whether it's once a day and, you know, take a day off for rest, of course, but, but you need to post daily. Um, some people post multiple times a day, but now I don't like, I don't like to follow people that post 25 times a day. That makes me crazy. Mm -hmm. I can't keep up with, with it anyhow. Um, but consistently post good photos. Don't post dark, don't post, you know, uh, uh, poor quality photos and, um, you know, interact, engage with, with the comments and, and people out there, interact. And, and I think that you will, if you can follow that consistency and quality, you'll, you'll build your Instagram as well. Yeah, that's really good advice. Thank you so much. So where do people find you, Janet? You can find me on Instagram. Absolutely. I'm Janet Skates Art on Instagram. I'm on Facebook, but not so much. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me, go to my website, JanetSkates.com. Send me an email, a message, something like that. Um, uh, that's where I am primarily. Great. It was really good talking to you today about style. Yes, I think you. That's a question that so many people ask me too. And, and I think you gave some really great messages. Thank you. So awesome. Much. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. Thanks everybody for listening. I'm Deanne Fitzpatrick from hookingrugs.com. And today I talked to Janet Skates from janetskates.com. See you later.